Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to Podcast Pete's podcast, where I, Podcast Pete, talk about podcasts and podcasting, giving you real practical tips when it comes to making, publishing, marketing and monetizing your podcast. I am only of interest to you if you're looking at creating a professional sounding podcast and you're wanting to attract the biggest audience that you can. If you've got a question or you just fancy a bit of a chat, you can get in touch on Facebook. I'm on Twitter at PodcastPete2, or you can always email the real PodcastPete at gmail.com. So, this time I want to talk about links, because as the great philosopher Immanuel Kant once said, we are not rich by what we possess, but what we can do without. Also, make sure you start your podcasting journey with a USB microphone, you'll sound proper sweet which is words that we can all live by. So, with links then, um, when your episode is published through whichever hosting site you use, there are links that are generated and you can use to tell other people about your podcast, okay? But what are they? What are the links? When should I be using them? Let's get into it. The first one is a direct download link. The majority of hosting sites have these. And you can easily recognize a direct download site because it, the, the end of the file is .mp3. That's what they, so the, the kind of link has .mp3 at the end. And what that means is, it doesn't link to a website as such. It doesn't link to an app. It just plays that MP3 file straight away. So it doesn't go to a website. It doesn't go to Apple or Spotify, Google, YouTube. It just plays the podcast without any fuss. So when should you be using that kind of link? From my point of view... You should be using direct download links more in the early stages of your podcast. And when I say early stages, I'm talking about the first six to 12 months. It's the the first six months if you're publishing every week or every fortnight. First 12 months if you're publishing any less than every fortnight. So when you're posting about it on social media... Direct download links is what you should be using because, and it's an uncomfortable truth and not a lot of people want to hear it, but your brand new podcast is really only of interest to you and a couple of close friends within your network. With everybody else, it's just one of many podcasts that they could listen to. So, and this is something I've said on previous episodes, don't put any barriers in the way of people finding and listening to the podcast. So, with the direct download link, it's one click and they're listening and that's it. And you might have heard me say on, on previous episodes that 
If you're a potential listener and you're being asked to click more than twice before listening to a podcast, you are potentially setting yourself up for disappointment there. And, I mean, in fact, there was one company that I did some work with. I mean, this this just incredible. Okay, so what they did, posted on social media uh, about their new podcast with a link. You clicked on the link. That took you to their webpage, which is fine. I'm going to come back to that in a second. Take you to their webpage where all the episodes were listed. So it had kind of the show notes as to who the guest was. So they recorded about six or seven episodes. Who the guest was, what was talked about. And then instructions as to where I could listen to the podcast. So not even a, a workable link to a podcasting platform. You know, they said, you can find us on Apple or Spotify. Well, that's great. Why do you not take me there? In all, it was at least four clicks, along with loading an app, whether it's Apple or, or Spotify or Google Podcasts or YouTube, typing into the search bar, scrolling down the results, and then clicking on to listen to the podcast. And... I can only tell you that the casual listener will get bored way before that unless they are really interested in your content. They are not going to do all of that. They're not even going to, as I say, click more than two, maybe three times. So you've got to make sure in the early stages in particular of your podcast that you're making it as easy as possible for people to listen. And I understand, you know, there's going to be people listening to this that are doing their podcast, um, not as a hobby, but from a business point of view, you're doing it as part of your, you know, your digital marketing strategy. And what you actually want to do, you don't want to use a direct download link. You want to send people to a specific website, probably your business website to listen to the podcast. And that's fine if you want to do it. Just make sure it's as easy as possible to do it. Again, don't send me to a page on your website and there's a form I've got to fill in and then I've got to do some juggling and do some hula hooping before I get... Just let me listen to it. And indeed, talking about going to company websites, uh, that brings us on to the next link that you can find and it's the embed code. Now, you can tell what the embed code is. You can easily recognise it because it looks like a chimpanzee has been banging away at a computer keyboard after, you know, and then just gives up after a few lines. Uh, the embed code lives on the website. So when the code is put in the correct place, and you may know this, it may be your web guy that knows this, what it does is it creates a little podcast player especially for your episode. So if you're someone who, maybe from a business point of view, you're using your podcast as part of a lead generation system, or maybe you want to send people to uh, your website um, to listen to the podcast, but then there's other things to interact with on the page, then use the embed code. You know, people... Click on the link to listen to the podcast, which lives on the page of your website with all your wonderful bells and whistles on it. They get interested whilst listening. They have a look around the site. And if you're a business, hey, presto, you know, they're a new client, potentially. Okay. 
What you don't do is you do not put your embed code into social media. The only place it has any use is on a website. But what about the other links? What about the links to the podcasting platforms, Apple and Spotify and Google Podcasts and YouTube? Should you ever use those in your social media posts? And as with so much of podcasting, the answer is actually, well, it depends. Because if you're just purely after download number, you just want to get the download numbers up, then it's the direct download link all the way. If you want to get higher in the search results on Apple, Spotify, etc., then you've got to get people to listen to your podcast on those platforms. Now, as we found out recently, Apple don't care how many downloads your podcast is getting. They only care how many downloads or how many listens you're getting through their platform, through Apple Podcasts. And the same goes for Spotify and Google and YouTube. They're not interested into how you're performing on other platforms. When it comes to the search results, they're only concerned with how you're performing on their platform. So then, you know, that's pretty unequivocal, really. If you want to become more popular and more discoverable on those platforms, then you need to use the links to those platforms in your posts. And I get it, you know, a couple of the links um, specifically, I mean, the, the Spotify links can be incredibly long. So you might want to think about using a, a link shortening service, Bitly or something like that, um, before posting. Now, using a link shortening service doesn't count as another click for a potential listener because they're not being made aware or they're not having to do that second click. They're clicking once, it takes them to the link shortening site that automatically takes them to where the full link is meant to take them. So, in summary, the links that you're using in your posts should change depending on what you're trying to achieve. And mix them up as well. So, for instance, I do um, marketing on Twitter for a, a couple of podcasts. And the majority of the posts, we're talking 80%, have the direct download link on them because that's what we want. We want people to click the link and start listening. And then out of that 20%, I have 10% that point to Apple and 10% that point to Spotify because that's where they want the podcast to be living. That's where... They want the listeners to come from, mainly through the direct download. They just want to get those download numbers up. I hope this helps. That is all for this episode. In the meantime, you can get in touch on Facebook, uh, Twitter, at PodcastPete2, um, or you can email therealpodcastpete at gmail.com. Don't forget, uh, as well, if you're starting a new podcast, even if we've never spoken about it, even if you've just tag me in and I will share the heck right out of it. Let's spread the podcast love. Happy podcasting, everybody, and I'll see you next time. This 
has been a Monkey Pants Productions podcast.